Hey, what's going on? Green here today, and welcome to a special edition of Birds All Day. I believe it is Birds All Day episode number 164. Let's say 164. 163. And it's a special edition, just me, Drew Fair Service, uh, talking to you about not only your Toronto Blue Jays, but uh, with a special guest this week. Uh, our guest is Riley Breckenridge. Riley is a musician. He plays in the band called Thrice. He is also a big baseball fan and a baseball podcaster at Productive Outs. So Riley and I uh, are going to get together. We're going to talk about the Blue Jays. We're going to talk about the Angels a lot. We're going to talk about the state of the wild card. We're going to talk about Mike Trout a little bit, talk about Shohei Otani, and we're going to have a good old time. Uh, so thanks to everyone for listening. Um, of course, you can check out uh, Birds All Day at soundcloud.com slash birdsallday. And of course, you can uh, head over to our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash birdsallday you want to kick us a couple bucks a month and keep us uh, churning out the full episodes which you'll get tomorrow and interviews like this one uh, that I like to do and, and we do uh, from time to time when the, when the opportunity arises. So with no further ado, uh, that's enough for me. We'll come back. You'll hear from me and Riley from Productive Outs. So here we are, as I mentioned, uh, we, have our, we have a guest this week, this is this, our guest is Riley Breckenridge, of course, Riley of uh, the Productive Outs podcast, Riley of Thrice, Riley of Less Art, Riley of Queen Destroyer, uh, but uh, Riley of the, uh, a father of two beautiful children, but you, Riley, have a special title, and that you don't know I'm going to anoint you with this title, you are the Online Angels fan. I, I am honored. You are honored. I think I'm the most online angel spirit. <laughs> you you are extremely. But I, I am an online. You're, you're not extremely online, but you are pretty online. But the angels are just like a. I mean, I think they're kind of like the Blue Jays in that way for a lot of people. In that, like, they're sort of you know everyone knows the angels and I have known them for fifty years. But sometimes people outside of maybe like southern parts, southern certain parts of Southern California have a hard time kind of nailing down an Angels fan amongst their like friend group, for example. And that's... Yeah, I feel like they don't really have a, a massive online presence. Mm-hmm. And if they do, it's very, it's very cliquish and kind of hiding off in its own little cell somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I've dipped my toes into that and it's definitely not my thing. So that's kind of part of the reason why I started Productive Outs was just I had stuff to talk about and I wanted to do it online and um, that's where we decided to do it for better or worse. I think for better. Of course, Productive Outs, uh, you and Ian, uh, Ian Miller, again, your, your bandmate in Less Art and some of the other projects that you've done. You guys talk about baseball, you talk about all mm-hmm. kinds of stuff, you talk about music. Um, and you're back doing it. And of course, like this podcast is powered by Patreon. You can hit product, Productive Outs up at uh, patreon.com slash Productive Outs. Some cool, uh, I saw on Twitter teasing some cool uh, little bonuses for the people who get to the certain uh, sponsorship level. That's always fun. Yeah, we're trying to trying to figure out how to make it work. Um, I think it's a little easier to stay on a schedule when you have some sort of incentive. And, mm-hmm. uh, we did it for free for like five years, and there are hosting charges, and you know we made 
some shirts where the margins weren't so great and it's just trying to trying to figure out a way to make it work i think we're working on some t-shirts now for people who are donating a little bit more and um we'll do some like music only episodes for some subscribers and i don't know maybe maybe we'll do a live thing someday but um I don't know. It's just it's fun to be back. I missed it when we were gone, but I'm glad to be back. Well, I'm glad you're back, and what a time to be back. So the reason we I've got you on today on this what is of course the obsessively a Blue Jays podcast, but secretly, see, there is another online Angels fan, and that is of course me, who like was, studiously watches Angels games and has since about 2012 or so. I'm not sure what happened around then, but the Angels became quite an, uh, quite a draw for me on MLB TV. But uh, this is a great time to be an Angels fan. Well, uh, there's a lot of excitement around this, around the team right now. They were off to a to a nice, nice start. Uh, how how do you feel about the team? Maybe now here early in May, compared to maybe where what you were feeling kind of in March and into spring training. That's uh, it's legitimately the most excited I've been about an Angels team since uh, pre Mike Trout. I would say mm-hmm. um, I would always kind of casually tune into games just to watch Mike because he's amazing and I don't need to explain that to anybody but um, now that he has a bit of a supporting cast and kind of looks like he has the tools around him to maybe play in a wild card game or something like that um, it's exciting I mean Sosha can always find a way to make that not work out but um, yeah I'm excited about this team and uh, I'm actually watching games. You know, having <laughs> having kids will take time away from your ability to watch games. But I didn't really care that I was missing games over the last, like, two or three years. Like, I'd catch the Trout at Bats mm-hmm. uh, on MLB TV or something like that. But I, like, want to watch games. Like, I turned the game on this afternoon with my son. And I was like, we got to watch this Justin Upton AB and this and that. Um, it's just cool that it seems like they're making an effort to surround Trout, who's undoubtedly the best player in the game, with people who can help him win. So he doesn't have to do it by himself. So the definitely to, to me, the Angels are a team that like the things they do well, they do really, really well. Like they're going to score a ton of runs because the lineup is long and deep, and there's some nice. You know, pieces on the bench like the Valbuenas and guys like that that are kind of kicking around. And defensively, they're amazing. They're a really fun team um, to watch play defense. But at the same time, the things that they're sort of their shortcomings are glaring, right? I mean, not, that's that's not untrue of most teams, but I feel like the bullpen in particular is is pretty scary if you're an Angels fan right now. Um, but at the same time, they're yeah. right. The team's right there in the wild card hunt. I mean. Like, do you kind of relish that? Are you, or what do you, what do you, if you sort of look around again at your, on your podcast, you take a kind of a league wide look. What do you think about the sort of the lay of the land in the American League wildcard? I don't think they, I think they have a small shot to get uh, maybe the second wildcard seed. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be Yankees and Red Sox in the East, and whoever doesn't win that is definitely getting the first wildcard. The NL Central is trash, but <laughs> mm-hmm. you just get grandfathered in, right? Because you're in a league uh, or a division, rather. Um, I think they've got a shot, but like you said, you know the the pitching, even the starting pitching, because it, it seemed like 
most starting pitchers for the Angels, their arms would fall off at some point mm. during a season or during their career. Um, J.C. Ramirez is the most recent. Not that it's a huge loss, but it's another arm that's falling off. And now Nick Tropiano's got some arm problems again. Skaggs is coming back from Tommy John. Uh, Garrett Richards is coming back from probably should have had Tommy John, but went to Germany instead and got stem cell stuff. Um, but yeah, the, the starting pitching has been a concern for me for years and still is, and the bullpen is super shaky. Um, uh, Justin Anderson is a nice find, the dude that blows like 97, 99, mm-hmm. and is somehow consistent in getting people out in like a setup role kind of, but they they don't really have a closer. I guess it's Keenan Middleton when he's not hurt. Uh, I, I decided that Mike Sosha has this weird reverence for Cam Bedrosian because he played against his father, so he thinks he's going to be good. <laughs> and he's just insistent that he's going to be good, and he's proven year in and year out that he's not all that great. Um, but, yeah, I just want I want the starting rotation to be healthy, and then the bullpen, I, I don't feel good about it. But um, I guess I could feel worse. I could be a Reds fan. That's an Orioles fan. That's maybe. the kind of positivity that we're looking for here. That's really building building the team up. Uh, it could be worse. The the, yeah. the the bullpen could be on fire most of the time. I, I, I think the Jays sure. and, and the Angels are in a very similar boat, right? Because you're both looking up at, you know, the Angels are looking up at the Astros, who are, you know, obviously the superior team. Um, obviously, I think they're the, still think they're the best team in the American League. And the Jays are looking up at both Boston and New York, who are... Uh, the Yankees forgot how to lose, and Boston has like they have the best record in baseball. But at the same time, the Jays and the Angels, with the Mariners, I think Jays and Mariners are playing right now. Of course, Jays got no hit last night, but uh, they're all on that same same level, right? And it'll be really interesting to see how it all mm-hmm. shakes out between those three teams. I think that's that's realistically the the wild card race. I don't think you know, the Twins are a bit of a disaster right now. Maybe they could pull back, but. Um, you know, like again, three teams yeah. that have a lot of things in common, but then are just so far off of the of the really elite teams that it, uh, it means you're shooting for that literally one shot at one game. It's it's a very interesting conundrum. It's like you look at the team and you're like, we should be kind of good, I think, but we can't be as good as what's happening at the top. Mm-hmm. So should we completely tank and shit the bed like teams like I mentioned earlier, like the Orioles or the Reds or the White Sox or something like that? Or mm-hmm. what do you do? I guess that's what I do is I am very mediocre <laughs> a lot of things, and I just try to be kind of okay most of the time. Just try to keep your head down. Don't let, don't let your mediocrity draw attention to yourself. Right, just like slide along. Right. It's, uh, I, I, uh, maybe uh, that's why I love the angels. <laughs> they are reflect. It's like looking into a mirror. Uh, that's the inferiority yeah. complex of the Blue Jays is why I like the Blue Jays. Um, I think of uh, those three teams though, the Angels. If I'm if I'm one of the Yankees or the Red Sox or whomever might be in that wild card spot, I don't think that if everything shapes up, I don't think that I want to play the Angels at all in a one-game playoff. If you end up with Otani on the mound, or if you end up with, okay, well, we can 
start Garrett Richards, but also maybe have Otani in the bullpen. And now you also have to somehow contend with Mike Trout for one game. I don't want any part of that. I don't care how good or how much better you are. That's horrifying because that's just, I mean, it's only baseball. You can't control when he comes up and you can't, you know, maybe, you know, Richards is off or Otani's off or whatever it is, but that's still a pretty daunting task. I'd rather, that to me is scarier than having to face, you know, uh, Jay Happ and with, uh, with Josh, Mar- Josh Donaldson or something like that. Like that, those, those kind of big names, those guys in that Angels lineup, those obviously Mike Trout himself. It makes for it a, a tall task if you are just getting having coming off of a letdown of not winning your division as well. Yeah, I feel like the the top end of that uh, pitching rotation is very dangerous, and then mm-hmm. uh, you get down into the dregs of it, and it's pretty crappy. So in a one-game playoff, I love their chances. If it had to go any deeper and – you didn't want people's arms to fall off because you start them every three games or something. I'd get a little bit worried. Um, and their lineup, I mean, their lineup's been great this year, uh, aside from, I guess, Kinsler and Calhoun. Everybody's hitting and doing what they're supposed to do. Somehow Pujols is just below replacement level instead of way below it, um, which is nice. He's on the level of... He's like paying a lot of money for stuff that sucks. He's almost juvenated. He's like not quite rejuvenated, but he's like... There is is electricity coursing through his nervous system, at least. Uh, I mean, what do they say? He got himself into great shape because he anticipated playing a bunch more first base this year. And maybe it worked. Good for him. 30 million Uh, bucks a year. uh, Thanks a lot, Albert. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would, uh, I would disagree with you there that he's in good shape. Oh. He hit a laser to the right center field fence in Coors Field today, which I think is like 385 or 390 uh, to the fence there, and he he should have been thrown out by about 20 feet trying to stretch that into a double, <laughs> and he uh, Trevor Story botched the tag. And he was safe, and then he gave props to God and all his did his thing. But it made me realize like how insanely slow he is. He's legit running with like scuba fins on at all times. <laughs> Brutal. Uh, of course, the other side. So the the less sad story. In fact, it's the number one non Mike Trout story. Is of course Otani. Shohei Otani is uh, the opposite of Albert Pujols, which is kind of a bummer, and doesn't look like he's running with scuba fins on. He is. Looks all. Oh, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's fair to say he looks like everything that that he was built to be and more. But he, the the way he pitched on Sunday, I think, was just like he had a, that one, two really good starts against the A's, and then on Sunday he just looked like a, a, almost like another level of 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 guy. It's it's amazing the the, mm-hmm. the stuff and the velocity and everything. He's just like he's so so exciting. Yeah, it's. Insane, and I was one of those people who freaked out over the spring training stats, and I know you're not supposed to. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I, when a guy, I mean, if a guy has been playing in the bigs for three, five, seven, nine, whatever years, and he has a shitty spring, you're like, oh, it's just spring training. But when a guy's making a transfer from a completely different league, you kind of want to use the spring to be like, well, can he adjust at all? And it looked like he could not adjust at all. Like, he pitched terribly. He couldn't hit. And I was legit, like, 
before they announced the the 25 man roster, I was like, there's no way you put Otani on that roster. You got to let him like simmer for a little bit at AAA and figure it out, and then call him up a little bit deeper into the season. Like he's just got to adjust a little more. So of course they add him to the 25 man roster and he's like their number two starter and they put him in the eight hole or six hole or whatever. And he's raking and he's pitching like one of the best pitchers in the league. And uh, it's just been amazing to watch. And it's, it's really cool to have the best player in baseball. And then the other best player in baseball (laughs) uh, to watch for your favorite team. Like, um, it's just a, it's a treat, and he's incredible. And every once in a while, I have to like pinch myself and remind myself that he's doing both things very well. It's crazy. It's not like he's a, a my, a my like. It's not like he's a decent hitter mm-hmm. and uh, an okay pitcher. He's a an elite pitcher with insane stuff, and he rakes. And every ball he hits, he shits on. It's crazy. He hit a base hit today that I don't know the exit velo or anything, but the ball was like on fire that left the infield. It's like a line drive single up the middle, and he just shit on it. I think I think I think you were gonna say Micah Owings or something like that. It sounded like you were on like he he's not that right. He or he's not not even like Madison Bumgarner, who's like yeah he he can run into two or three fastballs a year and it's amazing and it's hilarious to watch. Like he makes adjustments. There are times when he looks really bad. Too, right, o- Otani. He'll, he'll For go. Sure. And and I think sure. not only does he look bad, I think his kind of the swing and the way he's kind of got that, you know, Ichiro Japanese, like he's kind of looks like he's halfway down the first baseline a little bit. It makes it look worse, right? If For he's sure. way out in front, he looks terrible, like screws himself into the ground. But then the next thing you know, he's he's figured it out. He's you know not he turns on ninety eight on the on the hands off in, off the inside of the plate, and or he's sticking with those like uh, those changeups away. It's um. It's really miraculous, and he's only yeah. what he's twenty-two. Like it's it's dumb. It's dumb. He was he was born the year I started college, so I feel old as shit. Um, yeah, that happens every time. Yeah, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think it was the it was that ninety-eight on the hands that he turned on, where mm-hmm. I was like, okay, he's he's figuring this out, like mm-hmm. he's making adjustments. Um, there was a stride adjustment that he made between. Um, spring training and I think the first week of the season mm-hmm. where he had kind of a higher leg kick and his tying looked a little bit off and now he's just got like a little heel kind of heel kick out and he stays his toe stays on on the ground his front foot um, but he's still transferring the weight back and just demolishing balls um, I'm stoked I, I, I thought it was going to be a project for sure, but he he doesn't seem like a project. Of course, he could get uh, slumpy and mm-hmm. and terrible, but I, I don't really see it with the stuff that he has on the mound. Like uh, on one end, he's going to be fine, while the other one goes to crap. If if that happens, I feel like it's crazy to me that he could be half as good at both of them and still be so exciting. Like if he was half as good at uh, on the mound and he wasn't able to like spot 99 on the black at the knees away and then throw the, the splitter to the same spot like just embarrassing people if he could only do one of those things he would still be good he'd still be intriguing it would still be like a guy worth having a spot on the 25 man roster but he's 
so far still early but i i'm i i, I sounds like you're similar from watching him and seeing the things he's capable of doing it's not about like well uh, sample size and we'll have to let it let him see like of, of course they're going to start to pitch him a little bit differently but there's so much there that it's so easy to like dream on right. and, and and attach those hopes and dreams and be like hey can you drag this team uh, into the second wild card and then maybe knock off Chris Sale on on the way like could you do that for us is that yeah <laughs> that's not a big ask is it totally uh now you've been seen in public with a blue jays hat on uh by other people who aren't me so uh, so I'll ask you real uh, quick what like what do you think about the blue jays do you think about the blue jays the angels and jays play in a couple weeks here at the end of may but uh like do you have do you have strong opinions about the blue jays at all I don't have super strong opinions. I do think they have phenomenal uniforms and phenomenal hats, which is kind of why I bought the hat uh, <laughs> to begin with. I just like I'm not I'm not super allegiant to teams like I was born and raised to love the Angels and continue to love them, but mm. I love baseball overall, so I have a lot of hats from a lot of different teams from a lot of different eras and um is like the Blue Jays hat, but um, I don't know. There's a I, I love Kevin Pillar. I wish we didn't have the little unfortunate instance where he said something that was unsavory because mm-hmm. I, I think he's an amazing player and um, he plays the game the way I feel like I would play it or the way I used to play it, which is balls to the wall and um, he's making a lot out of maybe not the greatest skill set or like physical gifts, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's something endearing about that. Um, Josh, Don- Josh Donaldson is also intriguing, but he also has some, some dirt in his past. Um, <laughs> there are skeletons. I think they need a new state. You think yeah, they need a new I think, stadium? Uh, I think they, I think they definitely need a new stadium. Mm-hmm. Why don't they have a new stadium? Well, the, the Blue Jays games have always been painful to watch, mm-hmm. especially day games. The the real estate that they're on is too watch. good. It's too valuable. It's so centrally located, uh, right by the train station and the you know main subway hub, and it's just so easy to get people in and out to that stadium that to try to find somewhere else to do it would 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 be would suck. Now there there are all kinds of fancy plans they have to try to modernize the stadium they want to make it a place people want to come and hang out even though there, if there's not a game which i mean i don't necessarily care about that it would be great if they were some way they could open it up and like get some views of this you know this it's in the middle of like the fourth biggest city in north america it'd be nice to know that was it's happening gorgeous. outside of the door but uh in time yeah. in time i think well you it's as an angels just... fan uh what i was yeah. going to say you watched of course you got to see the kind of the prime of vlad guerrero and uh, Blue Jays fans, if you may have noticed from being online, have all lost our minds. We're all completely out of control waiting for Vlad Guerrero Jr. to arrive. I don't know if you've noticed that. Um, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. When is it happening? Make uh, it happen. It's, I don't think it'll happen for a little while yet. There are, there are so many moving pieces, uh, and it's really unfortunate. But uh, it will happen, and he's going to take over the world. I'm very excited. I would be excited about that too. Is it a service time garbage thing? Uh, well, he's only got like 120 like a, plate like appearances at Double A. I think that's that. It's less that uh-huh. they're worried about him having a position, and Donaldson 
plays third base and he plays third base. So they need to find somewhere to play and they don't want to stick him at DH. But Because in addition to needing somewhere to play and wanting him to improve his third base, they don't want to just tell Kendrick Morales to go away because they owe him like $30 million or $25 million, something like that, until the end of next year. But he's going to he's going to force the uh, issue. He's too good. I've got good. an idea. You have, okay, what's your idea? Let me know. I've got an idea. We take Kendrys Morales mm-hmm. and Albert Pujols, mm-hmm. and we start a new team. <laughs> and we give that team to wherever Manfred wants to start a new team. Mm-hmm. We'll just take all the shitty contracts that, that uh, people don't want to deal with, and we'll start a new team. It'll be like the Las Vegas shitty contracts or something like that. And <laughs> The thick-legged base yeah, cloggers? Pujols. Yes. There you go. There would be zero stolen bases on that team. But at least there would be also very few anything. No home runs, no walks, nothing anymore. That's, they just have to cheat on the fastball and hope for the best. Uh, Riley, not tell the people... a lot of fielding going on. Yeah, no, not a lot of fielding. Well, they could, maybe Tulo can go play there, too. Shh. Uh, I, I don't want to say that out loud, but it's... Actually, he just got shady in here. Yeah, things did get shady. Uh, where can the people find you, uh, Riley? Where can they find uh, productive events? Uh, for baseball takes and terrible fake names, you can go to at Productive Outs. Um, we do have a weekly podcast that you can listen to for free, or if you want some bonus content and bonus swag kind of things, um, you can go to our Patreon that Drew mentioned earlier. Um, for music-related stuff, you can go to at Riley Breck on Instagram or uh, Twitter. The Instagram stuff's a lot of running stuff, so if you're not into running or music recommendations, I would avoid that. Um, or pictures of my kids. <laughs> but yeah, uh, music stuff at Riley Breck and uh, baseball stuff at Productive Outs, and that's about it, I what, think. That's what's, my online presence. That's your online that's presence? Brand. That's your brand. That's my brand. <laughs> what uh, I from Instagram, I've learned that you have thrice recorded some new songs uh, recently. What's the plan for the for thrice this summer and through this year? We did. We are going to Europe uh, to do some shows in the UK and mainland Europe in June. So if you are somehow a Blue Jays fan or baseball fan and live there, come see us. Um, and we just finished recording our 10th LP, which is insane to me. And that should be out in the fall, we're hoping. That's awesome. Uh, also, for me, selfishly, yeah. uh, if you go to Europe and play like the festivals and play some shows and stuff like that, I'm hoping it will mean the return of the, uh, the German music critic character on Productive Outs, who is am- among my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm going to get a ton of new material. I'm sure I'm going to have to do a bunch of German phoners here in the next month or so. And it's going to be... <laughs> uh, it's going to be a, a never-ending well of material for me because they are just a, a completely different breed. They are at all times. So, so frank. <laughs> yes. So German. Never not German. Why is your music not as good? <laughs> Why is it not as good as it used to be? I loved you in 2001, but something happened. What was it? 
Amazing. All right, Riley, thank you so much. As he said, uh, make sure you check out Productive Bounce. Uh, check out uh, Thrice on uh, on iTunes. Uh, Less Art, the band uh, that he, uh, the other band is on, and Puig to Star both on Bandcamp as well. Uh, Riley, thanks again for doing it. We really appreciate it. Thank you, Drew. Appreciate it.